0: of the program tonight with introduction. I'd like to say welcome everyone here. Ellie Goldsmith is the director of Unity Inspires Projects and is also known online as the Midnight Rabbi. We're also very honored to have uh, Rabbi Nassim Maiman here tonight, the passive executive director of Breslov World Center and is director of Breslov Torah. We're also honored to have music tonight with Eliezer Kosoi and Menachem Herman. Before Elie Goskin starts us off with the program tonight, let's begin with a little music from Menachem and Eliezer to get us in the yellow Chizuk blue. The
1: biggest Chizuk is to just remember how Ashreanu we all are, to remember what a Slut it is to be Jewish. Ella's here, it's a matana. You should all use it, take advantage of the time we still have. <laughs>
2: to uh, be at such an event, and uh, I'll follow the orders of the yeah. I want to thank everybody very much for being here, especially the organiser, Ari, and his friend Ruben, who really helped make it happen in the special Kalibach Shul, Ramat Bechamesh. Thank you to the show and all the wonderful attendees, and very important to appreciate the host kindness that they made this possible. And of course, we have to thank the musicians, Menachem Herman, for bringing not just his uh, equipment and, and talent, but also his soul, his special breast in the I had the success the merit to have him perform at my wedding over 20 years, I mean, a bit less, but 18 years ago. And it was out of this world. And my family, who are from the biggest promoters in the world, um, Harvey Goldsmith and my dad and my brothers were there. And they were amazed by his talent. And they've seen the greatest bands on earth, like in Live Aid and other bands, any huge concerts that they were promoting and running. So it's a big tribute to his talent. And that we have him here together in Ramat Bet Shemesh that he can bring soul and muna and unity together in such a place. Also want to thank my oldest friends in Eretz as well, Eliezer a very big talent. Elion we should see his new album soon, please God. And he, and I have lived literally opposite each other in yeshiva and continue to have that deep connection living in Yushalayim. We had uh, my wife made a shidduch and Hashem, and I can't wait for his new music. I want to thank most of all as Rav Maimon and uh, Yossi Lantern for being here together and bringing this aura of breast love with oh uh, uh, breast love, Torah. Very important to make that distinction because the whole point of unity is that the distinction can exist. You know, the Rev. Maimon is someone who's 40 years, uh, a teacher of ours in the of Torah, and I can't really introduce him, so I'm just going to just let him do the speaking, and that would be his introduction, because it would be much better than any words I can say. Um, but what I do want to just now take on a little journey of unity, and I'll try to keep it quick, because time is precious. That unity is something which... Is so important to the gugula, to the redemption. As I said, I come from a family of promoters. That's that's the ability to unite people, bring people together in an event kind of context, unity events. There's also the concept of unity online and unity within ourselves. And what I want to focus on tonight as unity is that panemius, that inner level, which is really the most crucial. Really, if we... Develop that unity within, that unity of of truth in our soul, in our heart. We find that place of Ahtas pasha, as the Swaram say, or as Rabbi Nachman brings out, the esmach od, the nekuda tova, zamra lakai ba'odi. We, we rejoice in that little bit of good that's within us, that godly spark, as the Balatani also brings. This ability to have true avis Yisrael is completely bound up with the idea of having a soul, and having a, a godly spark within, and it comes together with this concept of really allowing room for other people in our lives, for the loved ones, for the family, for the friends, for everybody around that we have what to do with. To so understand that unity is something which, from within, is going to be created through our journeys, all of us here, and the power of the internet is to project it outwards to the world that's what Hashem has made before Mashiach is coming, there's a tool that we can use to project the concept of unity from our holy land, the holy land in Eretz Israel and this holy city of Ramat Beit Shemesh, so close to Yushalayim Rekodesh, and we have the power to generate that kind of unity energy, and it also has to come together with joy and amuna. those two aspects, amuna and joy, simcha. You know, Rabbi Nachman was is, was Ben Simcha. He was he was a son of Simcha. We know that that was a very big chizuk of Simcha, and that a voda of Simcha, joy and amunah and unity, are very apropos to come together before the new year. Now there is unfortunately a lot of pain in the world, and a lot of loneliness and depression. God forbid, laolenu, and all these kind of forces that are unfortunately infecting and creating a tremendous division and, and divide in politics and religion and within people's families and homes and communities. So when we've got such darkness that seems to be so enveloping the world, and you don't have to have me talk more about it, just go online, then all we have to do is obviously with our little light, our little flame of soul and passion, try to create that that energy of unity and amuna and soul. And that's what we hope tonight's event is going to be dedicated, to generating more light in the world, especially with Elul, especially with the new year, that with achdus, with unity, with togetherness, with the power of joining together as people, as people that don't just care about their own organization. You know, I work for Rav Shonim Woresh, Shlita, and I have the ability to promote his light. It's a big merit. But the bigger light is that we're all together. That's the light of Am Yisrael. And that will be the key that we remind ourselves with all the Siddiquim, mitim and all the holy people that we're meritorious to be around. We go to Uman or we go wherever we go on Rosh Hashanah or wherever we go for the new year. We should, we should go with that in mind, that, that we're doing a B'Shem Qo Yisrael. That it's, it's for all of the Jewish people and the whole world in truth. Because every one of us has connection to thousands and thousands of souls. We all have the ability. And I feel that obligation personally. And um, I want all of you to feel that obligation tonight. To, to bring a bit more achdus in your home. To realize that if you hear a message of pain that people have had, past pain. To realize that we all have to work on ourselves. Every one of us. And improve. And come more to the level of love and unity and bring out more muna in the world, So, not worry, this is an event, thank God, it's free, there's no money involved, it's just totally for Hashem, uh, please God, and it should be continued, the, with the light that we create tonight, and the energy, and the music, and the power of unity, it should be the beginning of something, which, please God, should ignite all of our to so the Gula shleimer. we should have a Kassiba Kassima, Kassima Tova, everyone here, we thank you for coming, Please share the unity energy onwards. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, please, some more music. Play the music. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you,
1: We Should all believe in, in our kohas to, to, to be able to change. <clears throat> la, la, la. You no my you are my my angel, you are my I'm gonna
0: looking to get a ride from one area to another and sure enough, a a religious person stopped his van and picked me up where am I going? He'll take me and we started talking and I mentioned, he mentioned affiliation, I said Breslov he said, oh really, I was in Oman and I was always curious I'm always curious to hear how somebody else perceives it he said, I was there for Rosh Hashanah I don't know if I'll be going back so I said, but what do, you think, what do you think about it? So he said, I'll tell you the truth, I gave it a lot of thought, and I'll tell you what I came up with. He said, I've been learning in yeshivas my whole life, and whenever the topic of Moshiach would come up, that Moshiach is going to come I never had any way of picturing in my mind what's it going to look like. What is Klal Yisrael going to look like at that time? And he said to me, I'm not a rabbi, I'm not a Rosh Yeshiva, I'm not not saying this with authority, but if you ask me, I think it's going to look something like that. Meaning, he was describing watching people streaming, thousands of people streaming from all directions, converging on the shul, and looking at each one of the people, and every single one of them is an individual. Every single one of them looks different. There are different communities where you can go to, and you see most of the people look pretty similar. Similar dress, similar haircuts. And he said here he saw a situation where everyone, every different type of Jew seemed to have been represented, and they're all coming together for spirituality. They're all coming together for Hashem. They're not coming for the food. There's better food at home or not. They're coming for Hashem, they're coming for an association with a tzaddik, they're coming for Rosh Hashanah, they're coming for a holiday, they're coming for Kiddusha. And to see so many different types of people, being able to be together in one place, to converge and be together, uh, feel the holidays, celebrate the holiday together and pray together, this is what I think it's going to look like. I didn't disagree with him. And it reminded me also of Bomer. We know that today, the observant, the percentage of observant Jews in Claudius Royal was still a very small minority compared to the number of non observant Jews, the other affiliations. And yet, the largest gathering of Jews in the world, by far totally uncontested, is Labomer when you have several hundred thousand people, the numbers from what I've heard today are over 500,000, 700,000 people converging on a village. It's called Kfar Miron. It's not a city. It's not, we're not talking about Ramat Beit Shemesh, which they're talking about is soon going to be one of the largest cities in Israel. We're talking about a small village that has maybe 100, 200 families living there, And there's a tzaddik there by the name of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. And most of the people that come, or many of the people that come, we don't know how much they've studied his writings, how much of Shas they've learned, how much of the Zor kodesh they've learned, (coughs) and yet there's a magnetic attraction, the power of a tzaddik to draw hundreds of thousands of people to come to dance, some of them express their relationship to Hashem with singing and dancing, joyful dancing, like Simchas Torah, and some of them are crying, pleading, begging Hashem for solutions to problems, to crises that they have, different things, and all converging, all uniting together. The power of a tzaddik. There's a Gemara. At one of the shiram of my rabbis, of Avrachah Rabbi Rosenfeld, he quoted a Gemara, where the Gemara says that there were different yeshivas. During the time, just like today, there were different schools. In those days also, there were different yeshivas, and they were discussing the topic of Moshiach. And they wanted to, each one of them wanted to propose what the name of Moshiach will be. And the Gemara mentions four yeshivas, four schools. The Gemara says that in the yeshiva of Rabbi Menachem, they said that the name of Moshiach will be Menachem, and they brought proof from Psukim in the Torah, where it says that Moshiach will be Menachem, he will console the Jewish people, etc. Then the Gemara says there was another yeshiva, the yeshiva of Rabbi Shilo. they said that the name of Moshiach will be Shiloh, because there's a Pasuk clearly that says, Ad Kiyavo Shilo until Shiloh will arrive, Velo Yikhas and to him will gather together all the nations will come to him. Just like it's written about Moshiach, v'noharu'elah elof kol Hagoyim, all nations of the world will gather to him to hear him teach the, the greatness of Hashem. Then the Gemara says, the third yeshiva, the yeshiva of Rabbi Yanai, they said the name of Moshiach will be Yanai, and they brought proof from their Pasuk, lifnei shemesh yinon shemo. The Pasuk says that the light of Moshiach will outshine the light of the sun. And then finally, the fourth yeshiva, the yeshiva of Rabbi Cheskia, they said the name of Moshiach will be Cheskiah. His mission will be lechazek, to encourage, and they brought proof from their Pasuk. So along comes the Vilnagon, who lived approximately almost 300 years ago, and the Vilnegon says, take a look at this. Menachem, Shiloh, Yinon, Chesgiah, the first letters spell the word Moshiach. All four of them are right. They're all four, right? Mm. Each one of them is a part of the Moshiach. Because Moshiach, who is the ultimate Tzadik, the ultimate salvation of Klal Yisrael, will be the ultimate symbol of unity, bringing together all of Klal Yisrael. Each and every person, just like when the, when the Gemara describes Queen Esther... The Gemara says, in terms of a beauty pageant, in terms of physical beauty or appearance, she wasn't necessarily the one that was physically the most beauty, beautiful, but the Gemara says she possessed the quality of chain, a certain charm and grace. esther noses be'ene kol The Gemara says that we know that different countries define beauty differently. In certain countries... A person who is white is the exception to the rule. And in other countries, it's the opposite. Different color skin, different, different countries where they appreciate thinness, and different countries where they appreciate fullness, each one. And the Gemara says she had a quality that every single person from every different country pointed to her and said she's ours. And this is the quality, this is how the Gemara presents Moshiach, and this is the, the, the definition of a tzaddik. Rabbi Nachman says that the quality of a tzaddik, when we list the qualities of Hashem, the Pasik says, Lechu Hashem Hagedula, Vahagvura, Vahatiferis, Vahaneitzach, Vahahod, defining the different qualities of Hashem. And then when it comes to the sixth one, which is Yisod. Yisod means foundation, and Yisod is a term also that's attributed to Tzadik. There's a pasuk, v'tzaddik Yisod Olam. The Tzadik is the foundation of the world. The world stands on the merit of the Tzadikim. It doesn't use the word Yisod. It says, K'ichol. K'ichol b'shomayim uva'aretz. Because he is everything that unites heaven and earth. And we're told that the two words kichol, the numerical value, is the same as the word yesod. And Rabbi Nachman tells us this describes the definition of tzaddik. The definition of tzaddik is one who can bring together shamayim and eretz, the, the highest level people and the lowest level people. We're told that by the great tzaddikim, by Rabbi Nachman, by the Baal Shem Tov, there were people sitting at their table... Students of theirs, who could have been leading rabbis, leading Rosh shivas in other places. And at the same time, there were students sitting at their table for whom the lowest level of Gehenna would be too good for them. They didn't rate to get into minus seven, the lowest level of Gehenna. And the, the attribute of tzaddik is a quality of being able to bring all together to be able to show each and every one of them the message that they need to receive. The ones that are on a very high level, very advanced, that Sadiq has the ability to show them that they haven't even begun to, to, to realize the greatness of Hashem. One of the greatest students of the Baal of them the Richard Magid. when he came to his rabbi, he was a giant in Torah, in Yiddishkeit, and the Baal Shem Tov asked him to read a certain portion in the Zohar kodesh, And he read it, and the Baal Shem Tov shrugged his head, as if to say, no, you're not reading it correctly. And he looked at him, we're talking about one of the giants of the generation. What, what am I not reading correctly? The Baal Shem Tov said, prepare it again. He looked it over, read it again, the Baal Shem Tov shrugged again. Then the Baal Shem Tov said, give me this Sefer. And he started reading it. And in that, on that page of the Zohar Kodesh, it mentioned different angels. It was discussing certain angels in heaven. And when the Baal Shemto started reading that page, the whole building that they were in started shaking, exactly like the Torah describes what took place at Har Sinai. The building started shaking, and each time he mentioned the name of an angel, the angel appeared so the Mizrit Shemaget understood what the Baal Shem Tov wanted to show him you've been studying Torah till now, let me show you a different league of the study of Torah a completely different level that these unique tzaddikim, the Baal Shem Tov the Ariya Kodesh, Rabbi Shuma Barichoy, were able to show their students and show the world a completely different level of, of recognition of Hashem The Chidor writes that there are people who study Torah and they study 75% of the Torah. They study the Pshat, the simple translation, the Remez, the hints, and the Drush. The Drush, the part of the Torah, the Gemara, which teaches us, gives us the formulas, how to interpret the written Torah and be able to derive the 613 mitzvahs and all of their details but they're not willing to study the secrets of Torah, the Sod portion. And they have all kinds of excuses for it, that it's written you can't study it till, they, till you're 40, so some of them are 70 or 80 years old, and they still aren't studying it. All kinds of different excuses. The Chidoza writes that King David says in Tehillim, al kisus kefered ein don't be like a horse, like a mule that has no understanding. And the chido, who's one of the outstanding authorities on halacha, on kabbalah, on drush, every facet of Torah, says that those people who choose to ignore that portion of Torah, the portion, the kabbalah, the Chasidus, that portion of Torah, they are in the category of pered. Pered makes up the first letters of the words, pshat remez drush. They're not willing to investigate a deeper, the spirituality of the Torah, the part that talks most to the neshama, to the soul, and thereby they're missing out. They end up missing out, and unfortunately in most cases, they don't have that macro vision, the ability to be able to see Hashem in the smallest things and in the largest things to be able to see the Hashem in the little people, in those people who we would think are the furthest away from Hashem, and the ability to show the most advanced, knowledgeable people in Torah that they haven't even begun yet. could bring to that is that the Gemara says that the the word Hasotan hasotan, the prosecutor the evil inclination the word Hasotan has a numerical value of 364 Mm -hmm. that there are 364 days a year that this angel has power there's one day a year, the day of Yom Kippur when this angel's power is removed. So Yom Kippur is very, very high up on the, on the list of, of holidays. But the Tikkun Zora tells us, in the Chumash, it's called Yom Kippurim. Yom Kippurim. It's a day that's like Purim. When we say like, when we compare something and say, this is like that, generally, the thing that it's being compared to is greater. So the Tikkun says Yom Kippur is great, Purim is greater. Purim is when we saw the downfall of Amalek, Haman, when, when the Jews were at a, at a point where they were almost about to be annihilated completely, and in the end it turned around to be the holiday of the, the greatest joy and happiness. The destruction of the Jewish people, when Homon came to propose to Achashveirosh this great idea to wipe out the Jews, Achashveirosh said to him, You're not the first one to come up with this idea. There were others who did it and failed. What makes you think that we're going to succeed? And Homon gave a winning argument. He said, Yeshno am echod mefuzor u Hashem calls them am echod. We say on Shabbos at Mincha time, Ato Echod, Veshim Echod, Hashem is one, Umi Ka'am Choy Yisroel Goy Echod boretz. And which nation is there in the world, like the Jewish nation, who are one? Haman said they're not one. They're mefuzor or meforod. They're dispersed, and there's disunity among them. Achashverosh said that makes sense. Then they are vulnerable then we have a chance of success. When Mordechai and Esther go to work to defend the Jews and to try to to turn this decree around, Esther HaMalka, Queen Esther, says to Mordechai, Leich Kenois Eskol HaYehudim Go and gather together, bring together all the Jews, Kol HaYehudim That was the first requirement that she listed. First, gather all the Jews together. And then, Vitsumu, fast, and pray everything else. Step number one, if we want to win this battle, if we want to turn around this decree, it's Kenoises Kol HaYehudim. And this is why when we celebrate this holiday, the Torah gives us a unique mitzvah that we have on Purim, of ish u levyonim, this tremendous emphasis on the friendship, people exchanging gifts. We don't find this any other time during the year. The ish of people. This charity is something. A mitzvah of charity is throughout the year. Matanos levyonim, helping the poor. That applies 365 days a year. But ish not even poor people person, a woman who can bake wonderfully, and yet she can bake much better than I can, and yet I bring her my cupcake, my bread, my chali, and she gives me hers, we're exchanging, we're giving back and forth. It looks sort of like a comedy act. A person watching this, some of the intellectuals in our midst who would watch this and would say, what a silly, the Jews are supposed to be known as for intelligence, this is, this is clowns, this is kid stuff. This isn't kid stuff. The, the, the rabbis tell us that the first letters of Ish Lere'ehu umatonas levionim spell the word Elul. That this month of Elul, which is referred to as days of awe, days of tshuva, <coughs> these are days when we, we invoke Hashem's extraordinary kindness and forgiveness. This is one of the critical pieces to it to make it happen. We know that in the Shemone Esrei, we say Ki Shomea Tfilas Kol Per amcho You Hashem, listen and hear the prayers that come from every mouth of every Jew. Berachamim, with kindness, with Your attribute of kindness. The word Berachamim, which means with kindness has the same exact numerical value as the word B'tzibor. B'tzibor. When there's a group of Jews that get together to pray together. And we're told that the word tsibur, which means a gathering of Jews, a minimum of ten Jews gathering together, uniting together, the word tsibur, the Tzaddik stands for Tzaddikim, very righteous people. The Beis stands for Benonim, medium, and the Resh stands for Rishoim. Tefillah when we talk about Jews gathering together for a prayer session, and it's called Tefillah B'tzibor, and everybody says that. Many people, if they knew what they'd say, they would bite their tongues. We don't want Rishoim, we have a sign on the Shom, keep the Rishoim out. But, but our Torah disagrees with that our Torah says that any prayer gathering that does not include the Rishon, it doesn't count. A fast day which does not include the Rishon, the fast doesn't count. And the Gemara learns this from what? The holiest sacrifice that was brought in the Beit HaMikdosh, the K'tores, the special offering of 11 spices, which on Yom Kippur, on the holiest day, the Kohen Gotel, the holiest Jew, would enter into the holiest place in the world, the inner, inner sanctum of the Beis HaMiktosh, of the holy temple, and he brought mm-hmm. Ketoros there, this offering, which had 11 spices. The number 10 in Judaism represents holiness. The Gemara says, Ein kidusha 10 is holiness. 11 means we're going outside the holiness. We're going into the domain of unholiness to include them in order to make it really complete, in order for the ktorus to be effective. The ktorus was comprised of 11 spices that had a beautiful smell to them. One of them, chelbenah, we're told, had a very foul odor, a horrible smell. And yet the ktorus was unacceptable unless it included the chelbenah. The Shaloh HaKadosh, one of the rabbis who lived in the 1500s, says, let's see how far this really goes, this concept of unity, this concept of inclusion. How far do we go to include? The Shaloh HaKadosh says, the Gemara tells us, that there's a hint to Mordechai, that tzaddik Mordechai is mentioned in the Ktoris. One of the 11 spices was called Mor, Mor Doror, and the Aramaic of Mordoror is Mordechai, Mordechai. So Mordechai, this great tzaddik, this savior of the Jewish people, is found in the Ktorus. The Shavu Kodesh says that if this sacrifice is really about unity, if it's really about inclusion, including the top and the bottom, then Homan has to be in there also. And the Shavu Kodesh says that the word Chalbenah is Bigimatria Hamon. What are we saying? That Hamon is included in this holiness, in this holy sacrifice? The Gemara says in Giton that from the grandchildren, from the grandchildren of Hamon, came forth those who mm. taught Torah to Bnei Israel, who taught Torah to the Jewish people. Hamon is Amalek. Hamon, the mitzvah, is for us to destroy, to wipe out completely. And yet the Gemara tells us that even in Haman, there was some kind of spark, some kind of a spark that didn't show itself in Haman. Haman had to be destroyed. Him and his ten sons had to be killed. But generations later, that spark came to life, and there were rabbis who taught Bnei Yisrael that were Bnei Bonov Shel Haman. If that's what we say about Haman, could you imagine about our fellow Jews, our neighbors and those who live in, who are outside our immediate domain? Do we exclude them? Do we write them off? Do we say they don't exist? Do we say we'd be better off without them? Or do we say that the, the coming of Moshiach and the acceptance of our prayers, Ki ato shomea tefilas kol that we say that we hope and pray that Hashem will accept all of our prayers with His kindness. That that is dependent on the bitzibura, on our ability to want to include everybody, and to not to say he's the russia, but I'm the russia. I'm the one. I'm the smallest one in the community, and everyone else is better than me. And and I'm hoping that they're gonna allow me to be included also. And and we'll. we'll talk a little more about this in the next piece. Oh, The Torah speaks about midos, character traits. And, and there are many beautiful character traits that are presented in the Torah. Generosity, kindness, compassion, love, happiness. But the Gemara makes a statement, Anava gedola mikulam, that humility is above everything else, everything any quality that we would want to say about a human being, about a Jew, about a rabbi, about a tzaddik, the Torah tells us that this quality is above everything else. Humility. And we find that when the Torah wants to praise the Jew, Moshe Rabbeinu, it mentions one attribute about him, this person, Moshe Rabbeinu, was the most humble person of anyone that ever walked the earth. Interestingly, that it uses the word Mikol Adam, the word Adam. Adam means human being. But there is a Gemara. There's a Gemara in Chulin where the Gemara says that there were three outstanding examples of humility. Avraham Avinu, the first forefather of the Jewish people, when he's presenting his case before Hashem, when he's Mm -hmm. trying to defend the people of Sidon and Amorah, evil, wicked, horrible people who Hashem says he wants to destroy, annihilate them, and Avraham Avinu gets up and tries to defend them, in presenting his case, he says, ofor Hashem, I'm afraid, I don't have, maybe I don't have the brazenness to really present my case, because what am I? I'm dust and ashes. This is Avraham Avinu. Then we have David Amelech, King David, who is the fourth leg of the throne of Hashem, who is the one who Hashem says, My kingdom is dependent on your kingdom. Our two kingdoms go together. And yet when King David presents himself before Hashem, he says, I'm a worm. I'm not a human being. I don't classify myself as a person. When I stand before Hashem, I feel like a tolas, a worm. And then the Gemara says that however what's written about Moshe Rabbeinu is far greater than what's written about these other two. Because by Moshe Rabbeinu, the pasuk says, V'nachnu mo kisalino aleinu, that when the Jews came, when the Jews were in the desert and they had complaints and they wanted to present their complaints to Moshe Rabbeinu and his brother Arna Cohen, Moshe Rabbeinu looks at them and says, why are you telling me? We're nothing. We're zero. You're looking to us as if we're in charge. We're the leaders here. We're nothing. This is the wording in the Gemara. Now, the three people that are mentioned, Avraham, David, Moshe, the first letters spell the word Adam. And, and we're told that Moshe Rabenu is onav ma'od mikol odom. out of the three, he's the most humble. The Baal Shem Tov asks a question. He says, I don't understand. What is the Gemara trying to tell us here? If a person could say, I am dust and ashes, and it's written in the Torah, the Torah is the book of truth, so we know this wasn't a put on, this was real, this was real, he really believed it and felt it, how much of a difference is there between dust and ashes or a worm and saying I'm nothing? What's, what's the Gemara trying to teach us here? And the Baal Shemto says people are reading that Gemara incorrectly. They're focusing on the wrong words. They think that the, the, the punchline is the dust and ashes, the worm and the nothing. That's not it. Avram Avinu said, Anochi, I. Dover HaMelech said, Anochi, I. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't use the I word. He said, even when he wanted to say, I'm nothing, he, he wouldn't say, I, because if I say, I, I, I'm, that's already I'm something. He said, we, we, my brother and I. There's no I. I don't exist as an entity, me, myself. It's us. It's all about us and we. The Baal says, this is the punchline of this Gemara, that when the Gemara wants to speak about humility, if a person wants to know what humility is really all about, it's about eliminating the I word. In a marriage, when people say, my children, my kitchen, my house, I, the I, my, that's the, the foundation, chas of trouble. That's the beginning of trouble. The minute people get used to using the word we, and us, and our, it's a different ballgame completely. There's a Pesach in the Torah where Moshe Rabbeinu addresses the Jewish people and he says to them, Onochi omed bein Hashem u'beineichem that at the time that Hashem was giving the Torah to the Jewish people, Hashem placed me, put me in between Himself and the Jews to be a moderator in a sense, where in the beginning, Hashem Himself started speaking to the Jews. The first two commandments were given by Hashem and then the light was so bright that the people died. They actually died. Their souls left them. And the Jews pleaded with Moshe Rabbeinu, you speak to us, so that we'll survive, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to, to continue. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, anochi omed Hashemu One of the rabbis writes, Anochi, it's this word anochi, I, this is what stands between Hashem and the Jewish people. This is what separates us from Hashem. The more a person is using that I word, I, did, I want and I did and I came and I went, then there, it's, it's a disconnect between the person and Hashem. The more a person eliminates that I word, that "anoichi," the more there's, there's room for Hashem in their lives and the more there's the, the room, the ability to work together for people, for relationships to develop and to exist and to continue. We're living in, in dangerous times. The Gemara says that there were rabbis that said, let Moshiach come and I don't want to be around to see it. Because they understood that things, there were going to be terrible, terrible things taking place. We see today cases of people who are married 20 years, 30 years, and getting divorced. And we see people who have all kinds of relationships other than marriages, relationships where people were close for many years and nothing. In one second, person can walk away, and I don't know you. That kind of thing. And unfortunately, this is one of the critical mm. pieces that the Torah teaches us when it says "Anova Gedola Mikulam," that if a person, if a person recognizes the 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 ability that a person has to get close to Hashem and the ability that we have to interact correctly with each other is dependent on this point. It's dependent on the elimination. The elimination, as much as possible, of a person thinking about themselves, putting themselves first. The Torah teaches us Midois character, that, that when it comes to speaking, listen first, allow the other person to speak first. When it comes to taking food, don't be the first one to take the food from the plate. All of these mitos are meant to shape to shape a human being to be in the image of Hashem. The Torah tells us about Hashem, where we find Hashem's greatness, we find Hashem's humility. The greater Hashem is, the higher up He goes, the more He's able to reach further down and be able to bring close the people that are furthest away. And, and Rabbi Nachman tells us that the definition of a tzaddik is the same thing. The greater the tzaddik, the higher up a tzaddik rises in deeper and deeper levels of Torah, the more he's able to reach down and reach out to people who are further away and make them feel connected to Hashem. An example, again, we give the example of Lad Out of all the different rabbis in the world, It's specifically this rabbi who studied and taught secrets of Torah, secrets that weren't revealed to others. And if they were revealed, they weren't given permission to reveal these secrets. And it's this rabbi who who expounded on the deepest mysteries of the Torah. This is the one who's reaching the most advanced people. And at the same time, we find the Jews that are furthest away from Torah, from observance, coming, feeling that magnetic draw, being attracted to this tzaddik as a means, as a bridge of being able to connect them to Hashem.
2: very seriously in a happy way bring it to your families and friends and we really thank again Reb Moiman and mm. Yossi Atten for coming here special to Ramat HM. Echemesh. We should give them a round of applause and also, of course, wonderful unbelievable music from Menachem Herman who I'm sure you can, you know, find online as well as Eliezer Kosoi from Elyon. and together we should have many more events, unity events. It should just be the beginning yeah, well, give them a round of applause, and we would like, remind them just to give us the last few words of, uh, you know, after this and unity before we go off back to our homes and back to our lives, and then a bit of more Lebenerik song from uh, our wonderful musicians to end the event. Thank you, you right. so much. Thank you. Very thank, very you, well. yeah. thank you, Ari Geva, as well. Again, for organising this. And then, just to remind everyone, thank you, Yossi. We're going to have a together. Obviously, very important. We should have daven together right after this. Wonderful unity of the Siebel.
0: On the night of Yom Kippur, there are many Jews that, that don't, don't go to Shul all year round. Not during the weekdays, not on Shabbat, unfortunately. Different circumstances, different reasons. Some of them don't know what a Shul is, some of them don't know what Shabbos is, even in today's times. However, even the least connected Jews, many of them, are fortunate enough to come to Shul on Yom Kippur, on the night of Yom Kippur. And when we start this service on the night of Yom Kippur, everybody knows it's called Kol Nidre. But there's something before Kol Nidre, before the Chazen begins the words Kol Nidre, there's a sentence there where we say, Aldas HaMokom, Va'aldas HaKol with the agreement of Hashem and with the agreement of all those that are present here Mm. We are announcing that we are inviting the Avaryanim Avaryanim means criminals We're making it very clear that we want to include them also in our prayer on Yom Kippur. In the Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur prayers in the Musaf, we'll just point out two of the incredible highlights. There's one paragraph there, which those that daven in a Breslov minion on Rosh Hashanah know that this is one of the highlights of the entire holiday. This paragraph in middle of the Musaf Shmon Esrei, that the repetition of the Musaf. Where it begins with the words Vyeosu Chol la'avdecha. of Decha. There'll come a time when everyone will come to serve you. Vivarhu shem Kivodecha. And they'll bless your holy name. Viakidu vo'im sitkecha. And they'll declare your righteousness in far flung lands. V'Yidrashucha Amim Loyidocha and people that never knew about you will come to seek you out. V'halalucho kol And they'll praise you from all corners of the world. This is one of the highlights of our prayer on Rosh Hashanah. You can take a look at your machzer. I'm just giving the introduction. It gets better as it continues. And then the last line is, V'yishmu rechokim v'yavoum. And those who are distant will hear, and they'll come, and they will crown you, they will place your crown your, of kingdom on your head, And in Breslov, when they recite this, they sing the whole, the entire shul, thousands of people get together to sing this, the Oren Kodesh, the Holy Ark is open, and when they, when they say these final words, everyone claps and applauds like when a king is being coronated and, and recognizing that this is what's needed to make it happen. What's needed to make it happen is it's going to require every all the different Jews coming together. And, and each and every one of us, I remember my rabbi, Rav Rosenfeld, once said that there are people who study Shalom Bayez and and then they want to buy a telescope to look, to search, to find where there are people that have a shalom bias, but to be able to help them. And they don't know charity begins at home. That those of us who want to work on shalom, on shalom or shalom Bayes, it begins at home with us, with us and our spouses, with us and our children, with us and our parents, with us and our neighbors, all around us, all the different places. A little further in the Shemot Esrei. again, the Elokeinu the, V'lekeav one of the final paragraphs. We say there that we, we pray ta Hashem, al kol haolam Hashem, please reign over the entire universe with your glory. Vehinosei al kol haoretz and may your glory be exalted all over the world. The Kol Pol and let every single creation come to the realization that you're the ones who created them. The Yomar Biapo, and let every single person in whom you've placed a soul, let them all proclaim, Hashem al Israel Melech, that the Hashem of the Jewish people is the king, and his kingdom reigns everywhere. Everywhere means everywhere, top and bottom, in the highest, highest places, in the places of the greatest degree of holiness, in the inner, inner sanctum of the Holy Temple, and in the lowest places, the places that are furthest away from Hashem. The lowest places of Tuma, Hashem is there. Hashem is there. A person who searches, a person who reaches out for Him will be able to find Him there wherever the person is, basher husham. The word shalom, the word shalom, which means peace, we know the Gemara says that that's the true vessel of blessing. <coughs> we know that in these days, in Elul and the Aser Shem we're, we're trying to invoke the 13 attributes of kindness, the sfarim that we say throughout the entire month of Elul. We know that the highlight the most important part of the prayer of Slichus and all of our prayers is those 13 attributes of kindness that we mentioned, the 13 names of Hashem of kindness, which Hashem himself taught Moshe Rabbeinu. He said that whenever the Jews will be in any type of crisis, this is the way you should pray for me. If you will recite these 13 attributes of kindness, it will invoke the highest levels of Hashem's kindness and be able to appease Hashem's anger, and be able to turn everything around. We say, Hashem taught us to recite these words. One of the rabbis writes that the term chesed, chesed means kindness. 13 times chesed, chesed is 72. 13 times 72 is 936. 936 is Bigimatria shalom, peace, the word peace. We know that the mem at the end of a word, a mem in the middle of a word has a value of 40. When it appears at the end of a word, the Hebrew alphabet goes up to tav, the 400. The numbers from 500 through 900 are made up by the five end letters, menatzbach, so that the, the, the mem sofit is 600, the word Shalom is 936, and this is the thing that has the ability to arouse, to activate all 13 attributes of Hashem's kindness. Hashem, may, may Hashem help us to work on an inner peace. Number one, to bring about a peace between the body and soul. These two are opposites that are battling. The Zohar Kodish compares it to a horse and a rider. The body is the horse, the soul, the neshama, is the rider. Now, the, the, a peaceful relationship, sometimes people say, sure, let's make peace. Children and parents will make peace. Today, you are the boss. Today, you, the, the father says what we should do. And tomorrow, the son will say what we should do, or the daughter. That's not peace. That's a reversal, a role reversal. The Zohar Kodesh says, you have the horse and the rider. They can't say that one day, the horse will be on top and the rider on, on bottom it's not going to work. So the body and soul, the peace between body and soul is when the body comes to recognize the authority and, and the goodness that the, the success of both of them is dep- dependent on each one knowing their place and, and playing their role in a proper way. And here also, between us, in terms of our our parents, our children, our neighbors, our rabbis, our friends, Shem should help us to do what we can to eliminate machlokis, to eliminate disagreements, to eliminate disrespect, to eliminate ignoring people. The, the I believe it's the Arizal that writes that out of the 12 tribes, we know that Moshiach is going to come from Shevet Yehuda, from the tribe of Yehuda. And in the blessing that Yaakov Avinu gives to Yehuda, he praises him. One of the things he praises him for is he says, olisa," That when the brothers got together to tear up one of their fellow brothers to, to murder Yosef HaTzadik, Yehuda was the one who spoke up and said, Ma betsa. What are we going to gain from this? What are we going to benefit from this? And the Arizal says that the first letters of olisa." are the same as the first letters of the name of Moshiach, Menachem ben Amiel, that it was this quality, the ability to avoid machlokas, to avoid not to get involved with his, with his machlokas, I'm out of it, count me out, I don't want to have any part of it. It was this attribute through which Yehuda was Zohar, that from him will come Moshiach. Shem should help us be Zocheth soon to welcome the coming of Mashiach, the building of the third base, Samikdos. Ben Hey, Rabbi. Amen. O, Amen.
2: Thank you, everyone. We're going to dive more in a few
1: minutes.